Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. A good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson, another edition of the Eagle Hour, broadcasting today from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us and got a full show lined up for you this afternoon. Retired General, former Athletic Director, former quarterback Jeff Hammond will be joining us later in the program. Former place kicker Stephen Broccoli is going to come on the show here in just a couple of moments. So we're going to talk football and then a big announcement about uh, really something very, very important uh, occurring at Southern Miss that General Hammond has headed up. So we look forward to uh, that conversation with him. Opening segment of today's show is sponsored, as it is every day, by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Golden Eagles, Golden Eagle Athletics, and, of course, the Eagle Hour. You can enjoy their fresh meats and delicious sides that they prepare every day in their restaurant here in Hattiesburg and Laurel and in a community near you. And if you've got a special event coming up, of course, Dickie's is always the first call you should make for catering. Uh, they have a catering menu to fit every budget and every size, and you can always just sit back, relax, and let Dickie's do the cooking. All right. Joined by my buddy Luke Johnson. How are things over in beautiful downtown Laurel today, Luke? Uh, they're beautiful. It's uh, the coolest 89 degrees that I've felt probably in this entire year. Um, we'll talk about it a little later. I was pulling for the the hell to the Redskins last night. Bob uh, came up a little short. But it's a beautiful Tuesday, and I'm happy about that. Well, I appreciate your help last night, although we all fell short uh, in, in that regard. looks like it could be a long year, uh, as long as Jay Gruden is coaching. But subject for uh, another day. Quick reminder, we're going to be having another Eagle Hour tailgate this Saturday at 2 o'clock behind Southern Hall on the campus. Unfortunately, Luke, uh, it's going to be a veterans tailgate. Maybe we can get General Hammond out there. Going to have a lot of good food by Hooters and uh, – uh, by Hooters and by Papa John's Pizza and, of course, by Keith Co. Keith Superstores. Uh, look forward to that. Uh, but unfortunately, my friend, I saw this morning, 94 degrees is the high for Saturday. Luke, do you ever remember playing uh, when you were playing ball this late into, into the year with temperatures still up in the mid-90s? It just feels like we're like a, a month late. This feels like mid-August the first week of September, and you know we're about to hit October. It's going to be next week. It's going to be mid nineties. Also, um, I'll take ninety three and ninety four right now because it's been like ninety nine. I've never been in weather where it was ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine in South Mississippi um, like it's been every day. So uh, I'll take the ninety four on Saturday because it'll be cooler than it was against Alcorn. Well, there you go. All right, our first guest probably knows a lot about playing football in hot weather. He played at the Gulf Coast Community College, Louisiana Lafayette, and then transferred to Southern Miss. Stephen Broccoli was a kicker for the Golden Eagles in 2014 and 15. And, Stephen, I'm guessing down on the coast and uh, over in Lafayette, Louisiana, you saw plenty of hot weather yourself. Oh, yeah, most definitely, especially over there in Cajun country, boy. Uh, You know, all that humidity catching up to you, it'll feel like, you know, 105 degrees when it's only 95 degrees with that humidity. 
Right. Hot weather, hot food. Am I correct about that? Oh, definitely, man. Those boys know how to tailgate over that way. But uh, I'm definitely glad I got to finish off, you know, playing for my home team, my home state. So Right. All right, you were a kicker, extra point man, and field goal kicker. Kickoff, extra points, field goals. Difference in the three, obviously, uh, distance uh, when it comes to extra points. But I'm curious, Stephen, is there is there a difference in preparing for all three? You don't see a lot of that in the National Football League, so uh must be some pretty big differences. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a different mindset, you know, for kicking off and kicking field goals. Um, I was a lot different than, you know, most kickers as far as on kickoffs. Uh, you know, most guys try and kick it down there as far as they can, and they kind of just sit back and relax and, you know, let most of the team do the work, and you're kind of a safety man. Uh, I was a little bit different. I liked uh, kicking that thing deep and uh, trying to make the plays and make some tackles. So, you know, talking to Coach Wozniak and some of those guys, they, they thought I was like one of the missiles going down there trying to make some tackles. Because I'm a pretty big guy. You know, I was 215 for my playing weight. So uh-huh. so you like the contact. I do. And uh, it's funny that we mentioned that, you know, because that kind of came to bite me in the butt a little bit towards my senior year with my injury. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I loved it, man. And you get a lot of respect from your teammates when they see you hustling down there, you know. I'm curious to know the answer to this question. What did you learn, and what was the experience like playing for Todd Munkin? Man, he runs the ship, man. He's a very good um, leader. Um, he's definitely, you know, an NFL-style coach. Of all the coaches I had, you know, he was the one that probably ran the ship the smoothest as far as keeping everything in control and, you know, not having the guys – doing out stupid stuff you know he kept us in control most of the time and kept us in check uh, i have a lot of respect for coach monk he's one of my favorite coaches all right luke steven uh, good to talk to you man i was telling bob how we connected you know a few weeks ago that was that was pretty cool and and i told you i wanted to get you on the show you transferred in uh, 2014 what did in your mind because you grew up in in gulfport you knew about the southern miss program uh we were hurting then and when you transferred in uh, you know what were you? What was going through your mind as you came to a program that was, uh, you know, licking its wounds and, and looking to, to rebuild? Well, you know, with me tra- wanting to transfer out um, when I was at Louisiana Lafayette, um, I wanted to come back home and be closer to home uh, to really be close to my grandparents and you know my family. Uh, but it seemed like Southern Miss, you know, with uh, Corey Acosta was graduating, so I was going to have to redshirt that year. It was really good timing for me. I know they had offered a scholarship to a freshman. That was Parker Sharnfield. And it was a good opportunity for me to, you know, win the spot. So that's why I kind of went all in for it. And uh, it turned out to be a great decision. Yeah, you did. Uh, you came in and, and specifically in 2015, which it's hard to believe, you know, you, you win three games in 14, you turn around and you win nine games uh, in in 15. I've asked a few different guys before. Nick Mullins has been on this show. We've had other guys on this show. What what was the off season between fourteen and fifteen like? That just that remarkable turnaround. I mean, just really guys being bought in. You know what I mean, and having those guys that wanted to be there. You know what I mean. They had got rid of a lot of guys that you know wanted to transfer out and kind of lost belief and lost hope. You know, um, but a lot of those guys that stuck with us. That was the reason why we were so successful. You had those guys on your team that were all in. Uh, the coaching staff was all in, and it was just beautiful how everything worked out, man. Stephen, I'll take you back to that year. You guys go to Dallas uh, and and play in that bowl game. 
Uh, I was over in uh, Ruston uh, when the uh, when the game w- took place that decided the Western Division of the Conference Championship. Remember the big celebration uh, in the locker room. Uh, and I remember how many Southern Miss people made that trip that day. Can you kind of reflect on that day a little bit and, and what it meant to you guys to see that probably more Southern Miss people in the stands than Tech people? Man, that was an awesome game. I remember when we played La Tech, uh, you know, we were throwing everything at them. We did that awesome uh, onside kick that we recovered, uh, that I kicked, and I think Kalen Reed recovered it to give us some more momentum going into that game. But what an awesome uh, environment to play in and, and a hostile environment and to just everybody showed up. You know, Mike, Mike Thomas had that awesome grab in the end zone. Uh, just some great memories right there, man. And looking at the videos from the locker room, you know, Coach Munkin's in there celebrating with us, man. It was a blast. <laughs> I do remember that. And Ito Smith and Jalen Rashard on the same football team. Did you guys have any idea back then how great those two guys really were, were and were going to be? You know, all the guys, you know, you think about uh, Ito Smith, Jalen Richard, Kalen Reed, uh, Cameron Tom, Mike Thomas, you know, yeah. there's so many guys that got a chance to play from that team. And, you know, it's crazy how many guys that are that good that don't even get a shot, you know what I mean? Um, but I'm so proud of those guys, and they're balling, man. Uh, every time I get to see them, I tell them how proud I am of them, especially Nick, man, because he's came, done, went through so much. You know, he was the quarterback for that, that over season. Uh, or the season after that, and uh, he came a long way, man. I'm proud of that, man. All right, Luke, you said you met this young man. You might want to let our listeners know about that. Yeah, so I'm um, at First Baptist Church, Ellsville, you know, um, and, and they said, uh, Stephen Broccoli's here to see you. And I said, he kicked at Southern Miss. What? What? In, and and it was your job, Stephen. I mean, yeah, you're uh, you're you're our RJ Young representative, and and doing all that. And you and I just sat down, and man, we started reliving uh, Southern Miss lore and all that stuff. But you told me uh, your kicking career isn't over. Is is that still right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, about a month and a half ago, I had a little tryout for this uh, new arena team coming up in uh, Jackson. They're going to be called the Mississippi Mudcats. Um, I signed a two-year contract to play with them. Their games are going to be starting up in February, March time uh, up there in Jackson. So I'm excited mm. to get out there back on the field and a couple other uh, Golden Eagles going to be up there playing with me. Uh, Denarius Antoine and uh, Dazzle McCullough. Well, how about that? Well, good stuff. Well, look, man, we appreciate, Stephen, you being on the show. We appreciate your contribution to uh, Southern Miss Sports. And, hey, best of luck to you and the future uh, former Golden Eagles up there at that future league in Jackson. Yes, sir, I appreciate it. Southern Miss to the top. There we go. Stephen Broccoli, everybody, former place kicker extraordinaire for the Golden Eagles. When we come back. A legendary man in Southern Miss history, General Jeff Hammond, next on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Want to thank Stephen Broccoli for joining us in the first segment of the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmark.net. 
Our good friends down on Hardy Street can uh, hook you up with any kind of Southern Miss apparel that you can uh, think of. You can uh, find them online at Southern uh, CampusBookmark.net, or of course you can visit them on Hardy Street. They are the go-to place for Southern Miss apparel. Eagle Hour today from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg, of course streaming online now. Uh, and on Super Talk affiliates around the state. So however you're listening this afternoon, we appreciate you tuning in. Our next guest needs no introduction to Southern Miss fans. He is a legend. He's a former quarterback for the Golden Eagles, former athletic director for the Golden Eagles, and a man synonymous with Southern Miss football and the toughness of the Southern Miss football program. Uh, General Jeff Hammond joins us on the Eagle Hour. And, sir, it's uh, always great to have you back on the show. Well, it's my honor. I thank you so much. I, uh, I do want to make one cre- the only legend part was I think a legend in my mind on some uh, on some days. But uh, <laughs> I love this university and the chance to speak about it uh, to our wonderful uh, folks out there in Mississippi is a great honor. Thank you guys so well, much. Sure. Well, if, I tell you what, General, if you have time, we may very well want to keep you over. We'd like to talk a little football with you, of course, while we have you on the show. But first, and this is so important, uh, you're about to make a big announcement, and I, and I know how much you do for veterans and, uh, you know, how much all of us on this show appreciate uh, what all of our veterans uh, past and present uh, do for our country. But for those that may not know, let us let our listeners in, if you will, sir, on this announcement upcoming and, and what is in store at Southern Miss. Okay, great. You know, six years ago, Dr. Bennett made the decision to establish a, a veterans program here at the university, and prior to that, it was non-existent. And uh, over time, uh, we've, we've grown. We've started a program from scratch, somewhere around maybe 300. We're administering 300 students. And here in the fall semester, this year, we find ourselves with uh, somewhere around 1,780 military students, hmm. which is remarkable growth. So the, uh, what we're reaching out and asking people to consider is to uh, maybe you can join us this Friday, 27th of September at 10 o'clock at the Trent Lott Center on our Hattiesburg campus where Dr. Bennett and, and others who will be in present, include myself, will be making a special announcement about a new home for our Center for Military Veterans Service Members and Families. We're, we're inviting the community to come out there to join us, to be present. It's going to be an exciting announcement about the, the, a gigantic step forward we're making. You don't need to bring anything. Just be there. And I think you're going to, uh, if you're there, you're going to swell with pride. And it's not just about Southern Miss. It's about the pride uh, in those that have served this country and decide to come back and pursue a college education. General, what do you attribute that enormous increase in veteran students from 300 to 1,700 in such a short period of time? You know, two four-letter words, uh, hard work. Um, we we hired some uh, former a former Air Force and a former Army recruiter. We had the uh, help of uh, Stacy Pickering and placing some veteran services officers on both our campus on the coast and here in Hattiesburg. And then we had the the, the Veterans Administration place an employee that on our campus in Hattiesburg uh, here to help these kids not only. Uh, receive support from the VA, but help them get jobs and other things. So I really attribute it to hard work, a lot of people coming together with a, a passion. You know, I, I tell people that 
the three things that our program stands on are pretty simple. We, we, and this is our obligation to these student veterans. You know, we lead by example. The second, we love our students. It's, it's, a, it's a good word, this love. We love our students. And third, we strive to provide the finest in customer care to military veterans anywhere throughout the state of Mississippi. And I think we've gained a reputation over time for upholding these, these standards. And um, we work hard. We recruit across the South. Um, and we believe we offer these youngsters an alternative coming to this university to help place them in a, in a position where they're going to have all the support and the care they need to not get a degree, no, not get a degree, but gain a new profession outside the military. All right, Luke? General, it's always an honor to, to talk to you, sir. Um you know, just kind of everybody uh, that that ha- has respect and honor, you know, in their DNA, just kind of bemoans uh, the culture and may- maybe this upcoming generation. How good does it make you feel whenever you see, uh, you know, these students come in and, and they can learn discipline, they can learn, uh, you know, responsibility to prepare them, as you just said, for the workforce? Well, you know, we uh, the kids that come in here, these military students, in in many respects. Are unique and think about this for a second uh, many of these kids raised their hand and volunteer volunteered to serve in the armed forces after 9-11 to me that's wow that's a gigantic capital w-o-w these kids had the moral courage put their hand up to, and to support defend the constitution of the united states and they did so knowing full well that they'd be placed in harm's way in the war on terror so the kids coming in here, you know the type of person you're getting. You're getting a, an individual that's uh, organized, they're committed, uh, they see things through, they understand that the word mission isn't just part-time, it's full-time to completion. And probably more than anything else, um, they're humble. All these military students, they're humble. They don't ask for anything. They just, they just want to get to work. And, and work towards their future. So it's a lot of fun just being around them because they're, uh, they're – yeah, I'll give you an example. This is really a neat statistic for you. At the end of uh, last spring semester, 919 of our USM military students achieved a GPA of 3.0 or better. Now, of that total, wow. 101 of those kids earned a perfect 4.0 GPA. Hmm. That's the type of kids that uh, we're dealing with, and it's fun. It's easy. To be honest with you, um, with those types of kids, it's easy. General, uh, I know the first time Coach Bauer brought you in to speak uh, to our football team when I played, I was really nervous um, because you were a general. And so these these Army kids or these students that come in, like, be honest with us, are, are they nervous when they meet you for the first time? <laughs> you know, I I, uh, I know I was always nervous when I was a younger officer. Any general I tried to avoid. Uh, I think you know. I think if I try to uh, keep the general title hidden somewhere, I introduce myself as Jeff Hammond here to serve you because you've served us. What can we do for you? Um, and after a while, when they get to know me and they learn about my background, most of them just kind of shake their head and say, "You know what? We we just never understood. That, but we're all cut from the same cloth." You know, a soldier's a soldier is a soldier, and the same is for any one of our branches of the service, no matter uh, what the rank, grade, or anything else. Uh, you all come, you put your socks and boots on the same way. 
Now, General, these kids that are coming back to the campus, I gather they're going to be from all the branches of service, correct? That is correct. All the branches, uh, Army, Air Force, Navy, Marine, and the Coast Guard. Now, having uh, having a son that spent a number of years in the Air Force, he constantly tells me that is the superior branch of the military. Have you ever heard that before? <laughs> yeah, I do all the time. Actually, I hear all the time that uh, the each one of the services remind me that they're the superior branch. I will tell you this about the Air Force. I love, I mean, I love the Air Force. I'm alive because a couple of A-10 pilots uh, did their job really in a sweet way. And uh, I still recall after they bailed us out, me calling them on the radio saying, when this is over with, uh, the beer's on me. So uh, God bless the Air Force. <laughs> well, when it gets right down to it, all the branches are on the same side. Isn't that correct, General? And they all they all have each other's back in, in times of we, need. We do. I can't think of a single fight that this country's been in where it was conducted independently. I think the term we use nowadays out of the Pentagon is joint. We do things in, in a joint arena, uh, and we do it with complementary capabilities. The Marines knock down the door. The Army gets in there, uh, and then you've got the, 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 the Navy securing the water, the, the waterways, and then, of course, the Air Force provide air superiority. So it's all complementary, and it's all joint today. All right. General, if you've got a few minutes, we would love to hold you over through the break and talk some Southern Miss and college football with you. Would that be possible? I'd love to. All right, we're going to come back on the other side of the break with General Jeff Hammond, who knows quite a bit about Southern Miss and college football himself. also want to talk to him about the Army football team, Luke, which they're so much fun to watch, and, uh, and, and what that football team means to the young men and women of the United States Army. All on the other side of the break, quick reminder, we're going to have a memorial tailgate uh, get-together at 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon behind Southern Hall on the campus when I say Memorial, that's not what I, what I should say. A veterans tailgate. It is a tailgate where all veterans and their families are invited to come have free food, free giveaways, and have a little fellowship with uh, all of us uh, from Super Talk, Papa John's Pizza, Hooters, and Keith's Superstore. So a veterans tailgate, 2 o'clock, Saturday, behind Southern Hall on the Southern Miss campus. More from General Jeff Hammond when we come back. Southern Miss to the top. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you this Tuesday by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Eagle Hour on the road, and we'll be at 4th Street Bar and Grill on Friday. Come out and see us. Come out and join us and take advantage of that eight ninety five daily lunch with a drink. Bob, Luke, and Brandon Wallace from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. We are privileged to continue with a retired Major General, 
Jeff Hammond. Now, uh, now, General, we were looking at some of these uh, these schedules of the teams that you took on when you were quarterback for Southern Miss. 1977, Eagles beat Auburn, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State in the same season. That was a pretty good year. It was a great year. It was a lot of fun. We didn't just beat them. We beat up on them. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was, you know, I was interesting. I recall well, the one thing I recall about all three of those games is we went into those games um, there was no doubt in our mind that we were going to win those football games. We as players were going to win those games. Uh, and, and before we played Auburn, the week before, no, the week we played Auburn was the same week that Ole Miss upset Notre Dame, I think, in Jackson. So the following week when we played them, everyone was telling us, well, it's going to, it's going to be ugly. We, we were, we, we, the game was won before the kickoff in all three of those uh, particular contests. And it was won because the players decided we're going to win the game. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's just a great mindset. Coach Bauer used to give us uh, that that same uh, type of of mindset. Um, also, uh, you went to Hawaii that year. That was interesting. But you know, it was it was really at the beginning of Coach uh, Collins um, at, at Southern Miss. What was it like? Uh, because you were on the front end of that. A lot of people remember the early '80s and the back end of his tenure. What was it about him that just kind of ignited the program? He brought in some incredible coaches, uh, Daryl Moody, uh, Mac Brown. Um, he brought in some young coaches, and, and I remember the first time he met the team, uh, it, there was no doubt in anyone's mind that this guy was in charge and he had a plan. And then we were introduced to a whole new version of what we called back then winter workouts, courtesy of uh, this new head coach and his staff. And the one thing I remember was, the first winter workout was we getting ready to go in the weight room. There was huge garbage cans outside the door. And we were wondering, what are those there for? Well, we watched the linemen finish their workouts. They came out they came out stumbling, every one of them uh, throwing up in the garbage cans. And all of a sudden, <laughs> we looked at each other and said, oh, no, what is this all about? So Coach Collins, Coach Collins had the direction, he had the vision, but he hired some incredible people that bought in and, and – we were pushed. We were pushed hard, and uh, we all bought into that toughness. And we, you know, as we've seen, that's how the Southern Miss uh, program does does its best when the toughness comes out. Uh, General, you you were on teams that set the standard for for Southern Miss football that for years followed. My wife and I were very fortunate, and that we arrived at Southern Miss in that era. And I can remember the Eagle Fever days and the I Believe days just like they were yesterday. That was, General, try to put in perspective for people who may be too young to remember that or, or know about that, just how special those times were around here. Well, we we were, number one, the, the, the stadium, the people would come to the stadium be packed. Uh, the student body um, was fully engaged. I remember when we beat Ole Miss in Oxford, as we drove back in the bus, by the time we, we hit Collins, we had probably about a, no exaggeration, probably a 35 to 40 police vehicle escort bringing us home, and we couldn't get on campus. It was it was like New Year's Eve. The place was, there was thousands of students rejoicing and excited, and, and, and they were in it with us together. So, um, and I also think that at that during that period, uh, we were very engaged. The athletic football team is very engaged with the student body. We were part of the student body. 
Uh, we were seen, we were visible, um, and and it was important to us to represent uh, the university and our fellow students uh, to the best that we could on the field. It was exciting times. I mean, my period of time was exciting, but then along came Reggie Collier. Then we went to super excitement. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was some memorable days. It truly was. No, they're great days. Here's here's just a little quick story, Luke, as you may enjoy. My daughter was a little bitty then. And we got her enrolled at the Southern Miss Daycare. And the first Friday afternoon that I left the TV station and went by and picked her up, I was delighted to see they had all the little bitty kids sitting out in a fenced-in area behind the building. And Seymour was out there, General, teaching them USM cheers. And I thought... We're in the right place at the right time, and they're bringing these children up right. But it, but it just kind of exemplified the fever, and the, the term was eagle fever, but the fever of enthusiasm that embraced the entire community. Am I right about that? I, I think you're right. I also think there's an attitude of a sort of a chip on your shoulder. We're going we're gonna to conquer the world. Uh, no one's going to be better than us. Um, we, we wanted to take on, you know, I think it was during Jeff's time, you know, anyone, any, anywhere, anytime sort mm-hmm. of attitude. Uh, that's kind of how it was. Um, we we didn't mind being the underdog. It didn't mean anything to uh, to us. It just meant that it's, we're going to make it more painful on our opponent. Right. I remember the, the moniker that the media put on the football team was the giant killer, Southern Miss. Coach Bauer never liked that. I, I do remember that, but but truly, but truly, Southern Miss uh, was was a giant killer in that era. All right, before we let you go, I want to talk to you about another football team that, in a way, reminds me of those old Southern Miss teams. I've become a big fan of Army football, General, and I think what I like about watching Army is just they're so tenacious and so tough that it reminds me of those football teams you played on. What does the Army football team mean to the men and women of the United States Army? I think our soldiers look at the Army football team as their own because um, they, they're they surrounded quite often by uh, West Point graduates, uh, former West Point football players. So, so they're, it's something they can actually touch and feel and say, yeah, that, that's kind of part of me. And, uh, and they know that the, the kids that play for our the United States Military Academy uh, there's nothing free there. Uh, those kids are there to get an education, become an officer, and football is a, a, a something else to do. It's, they don't even have to play football. It's just something that's a volunteer sport there because their education is being funded otherwise. So um, soldiers look at uh, the West Point, the Army football team, as, hey, that, that's our team. That's our team, and uh, they're one of us. So uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's neat. I love. I watch them every time, anytime I can because I know what those kids uh you know, when the football game ends, they're not, win or lose, they're not thinking about the game. They're thinking about trigonometry 400 exam on Monday or, you know, chemistry 404. I mean, these kids are special. They're special. Well, you got to be enjoying the success right now, though, right? Oh, it's great, and they needed it. I mean, our, you know, we can't afford to have the Army football team on the on the losing end of a season. It's, it's important for... I think for the Army, I think it's important for those that uh, play college football. And I think, truthfully, I think it's important to the nation that our service academies, uh, when, when they compete in sports, they do it the right way, and, and, they, and they win with honor. 
Right. Luke, I know you and I have had this conversation before, but there just is nothing any more special than the Army-Navy game, is there? Uh, there's really not, and it always happens one week later so everybody can win it. General, while you're on, we can just brag about how Army has that three-game winning streak over Navy, right? Well, uh, I, I just keep it going. Uh, the problem is I love both the coaches. Both the head coaches at both Army and Navy are absolutely incredible men, incredible mentors, incredible coaches, incredible leaders. So, I, uh, But uh, it's good to see a guy by the last name of Munkin uh, doing well. I, yeah. I hope they continue to do so. Yeah, you're right. Uh, General, always a great pleasure to have you on the Eagle Hour, sir. You're welcome here anytime. And real quickly, again, uh, remind our listeners about, about your news conference this week. Thank you. Friday, 27th of September, 10 o'clock on the campus at Southern Miss in Hattiesburg, Trent Lott Center. Our university president is going to make a, a special announcement about a new home for our Center for Military Veterans Service Members and Families. And we would embrace and love to have folks there to uh, show their support and uh, enjoy the moment with us. All right, General. Thank you, sir, very much. Thank you, guys. General Jeff Hammond, everybody. Luke's always fun when you have, despite what he says, a legend on the radio show, and that man right there is indeed that. He's a legend, I mean, in, in every sense of the word. You know why he likes that last name Munkin? Because he hired Todd. Oh, I that guess that's right, good. isn't it? Yeah, that worked out pretty well, right? <laughs> I remember when he became the athletic director here, uh, having a phone conversation with my son one night, and he goes, don't worry, Dad. Anybody that can lead troops into battle like he's done, there's not a thing in the world that an athletic director's job will entail that he can't handle with his eyes closed. And I think uh, I think that says a lot about Jeff Hammond, and I think we're all very, very fortunate uh, to still have him here on the campus, and I'm sure you agree. Absolutely. Coach Bauer brought him in, and he was talking to us, and we were like, wow. He just, like, was in Iraq yeah. leading troops. Right. And now he's standing here in front of us. Yeah, we can go out and practice today. That's not a big deal. Exactly right. All right, when we come back, Luke and I will wrap up this edition of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Goldport Home Center brings you the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day, located on Highway 49. Go check them out. More room for you, more room for your family. Gulfport Home Center. Men's golf holds on to a sixth place right now up at the Graham McDowell Invitational in Birmingham, Alabama. Bryce uh, Wilkinson shot a 36-hole uh, score of 144 today, and that tournament will uh, conclude later on uh, today. Bob, Luke, and Brandon Wallace from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Uh, just a couple snippets uh, yesterday from uh, Jay, Hop- Jay Hobson's press conference. Um, really t- 
talked well about uh, DeMichael Harris, and I didn't know this. Harris, you know, he, he was at wide receiver. Mosley gets hurt. He was actually recruited as a running back, and you go look look back what he did in, at St. Aloysius out there outside of Vicksburg. Um, so they, they've moved him back to actually his uh, recruiting position. And it will be interesting, Bob. Uh, we, we talked about this yesterday. It looks like Travinsky Mosley will be back for the North Texas game. You don't have to just run him out there every down because you have so much depth um, at running back. I'm not sure, though, um, besides Harris, Perkins you know, has been stable. Anderson's running a little high. Mayberry really hadn't done much. Um, so it could just be a, a one-two punch of Mosley and, and Harris uh, w- when they get back. But it's always good to have depth uh, at the running back position, right? No, no question. Depth at every position, but uh, certainly running backs take a beating, so uh, you want to have that. What do you look for Saturday night, uh, Luke? Do you think this will be a, a rollover game for the Golden Eagles? Do you think uh, uh, the opponent will, will put up some resistance? But you come off a game like you've just played – well, look, last three weeks you've played Mississippi State, a really good Troy team, Alabama. Now here, now here sets uh, Texas El Paso. What, what do you look for Saturday night? Uh, fast and finish. Uh, that, that's the two words that come to my mind. What they did in Troy, you jump out fourteen to nothing. You're thankful you did because you gave up some points in the fourth quarter. Uh, what Mississippi State did to us in week two, we did to Troy in week three. Last week, of course, is just a different animal. So I would want them, if they get the ball, to drive down and score. If you remember in the Troy game, we actually uh, played defense first, got a three and out, went down and scored, got another three and out, went down and scored. So that's what they're going to have to do. They should win this game uh, by you know at least 14 points. They're a 26-point favorite going into this one. Um at the same time, though, just in the last five years or so, when you feel good about a game, it sometimes it comes down to the wire. So I want them to go fast, and I want them to finish drives. So one of the things we didn't talk to Stephen Broccoli about, uh, but kind of the uh, the most solid player so far has, has been the kicker, Andrew Stein. The true freshman hadn't missed a kick through four games. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that was one of the questions that you and I talked about. You know, when you get down to a UAB game or you think about last year, how many games we lost by four points or less. The freshman kicker's looking good, and it could it could really pay off um, down the road for the Eagles. And now, this is your expertise. It does appear to me that uh, Saturday we had we had a, quite a number of very short punts that we need to improve in the punting game. Well, they 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 mix them in there. You you've got. Uh, both guys going in and out. Thankfully, they had on a different jersey this week. Think we broke the law <laughs> uh-huh. uh, against Mississippi State, but um, yeah, it, it just hasn't been the greatest. I think Everett got it up to he was a little over forty, forty point seven on Saturday. Um, but unless you're just going to give a guy, you know, a, a pooch position, I get that, you know, just to to try to Aussie it backwards or whatever. But you need to kind of keep the same guy in the game. That's just always been my take. You just don't rotate them in there like that. Uh, it was better this week um, than it was uh, the previous three weeks. For and I sure. believe there's a transfer uh, kicker that came in from Monroe, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Flateau, I believe, is the kid's name. Uh, and I could be wrong about the name, but I'm pretty sure that there was a transfer that came in from Louisiana Monroe. And I don't guess we've seen him on the field. Am I correct about that? I mean, you're not going to as long as Andrew Stein uh, keeps being money. I mean, he has made all of his kicks. No, I'm talking about looking a punter. Really no, good. I'm talking about a punter. Oh, you've got the Aussie kid, and you got Zach Everett. Okay. Um, so Everett, you know, was your guy last year, and and uh, so they they let the the Aussie guy come in a few times. 
Uh, I think he he kicked one uh, inside the twenty last week. Uh, Bromel is is his name. I got you. So a little room for improvement there is what I'm hearing my former punter say. There's always room for improvement. Um, gonna gonna mention this. You talked about how Southern Miss was called the Giant Killers. Coach Bauer didn't like that name. I was sharing this story with somebody the other day. 2004, first game of the season at Nebraska, uh, ABC national television, and we go to beat the we we are about to beat the horn uh, the Cornhuskers. Uh, Daryl Bennett knocks down a pass with like a, a few seconds to go, and then we we stop them. I went to go get a, a, a ice water cooler, and an, I can't remember who it was. Somebody else grabbed it. And we were about to go soak Coach Bauer. And all of a sudden, our director of football operations comes up to me and says, don't do that. Coach Bauer doesn't want that. And we started jumping up and down, you know, celebrating. And I remember one thing Bauer said, act like you were supposed to win the football game. There you Sat go. Sat with me for a long time. Jeff Bauer, there you go. All right, that wraps up this edition of the Eagle Hour. We will be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We hope you'll join us then. And until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.